generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. I said that I don't care. I just run my hands through a darker than I pray to God. You gotta help me fly away and just let her cry. You are listening to the 196th episode of keepthechange.co.nz's Money Mail. There are now over 480 podcasts to learn from from Keep the Change, including Money Mail lessons and interviews with guests and a number of podcasts with Mikey as well. Closing in on 500 episodes, that's a shitload of reps. I was trying to work out how many podcasts I've done in total across different ventures and stuff the other day and said to someone, don't worry, you're in good hands. I've done a thousand of these plus. And I genuinely have, which is, that's a number of reps to do. Should probably be a bit better at it, eh? But hey, maybe I've reached my ceiling. But anyway, we're not here to talk about that today. We're going to be talking about minimum wage because minimum wage is increasing from the 1st of April. Now, this may not apply to you, but still listen to this because there's some key lessons in here and it's not really just about the minimum wage. It's about the psychological part of it that goes with it. It's about does this set a precedent for what pay rises may look like this year? Let's dig into it. Last week, you may have heard the news that the minimum wage is increasing by 2%. This is one of the smallest increases in minimum wage I can remember for some time. Now, I think that MB, the Ministry of Business, Innovation and Excellence, that's definitely not what it is, but something like that, MB, Some government department suggested like 4% increases. I think that the government were maybe even advocating for a lower amount, uh, but they met in the middle somewhere at 2% by the seams. But it is said that the minimum wage will increase and see 80 to 145,000, so 80,000 to 145,000 workers better off. But you know from learning via KTC that they probably won't be better off because of inflation, right? So on the 1st of April, where minimum wage moves from $22.70 to $23.15 an hour, I wonder if these people will consider themselves to be better off. Now, one of the messages I received when I first put this post up on Instagram was, great, I'll be on the minimum wage again, dot, dot, dot. And there are a couple of these that came through. Now, this is, of course, part of the flow-on effect, where it is not only the minimum wage that increases, but those earning within the increase and slightly above. So because the minimum wage increases, so anyone sitting between $22.70 and $23.15 already, they instantly go up to $23.15. But of course, 
you then have people who are getting paid around that and they're probably going to expect a pay rise too, right? Because then it's not just the people that are like, great, you know, I'm on minimum wage again. And and just on that, there's nothing bad about that. There's nothing, we'll, we'll get to that. But don't uh, don't talk yourself down because you're on minimum wage. You know, we are a country with a high minimum wage and we love to compare shit on other things. But with this one, we don't seem to, to do too much of that. But it's not really anything to do with your self-worth. So we'll get to that soon. But if you get paid, let's say $23.50, so slightly above the new minimum wage, so before that would be $22.70, the minimum wage at the moment, before 1st of April 2024. So if you're getting paid $23.50, you'd probably feel like, okay, I'm, I'm quite above the minimum wage. But when it moves to $23.15 and you're then still getting paid $23.50, you're probably going to expect a pay rise too, right? Now, a lot of people, as I mentioned before, compare what they earn to the minimum wage because that was the first message I got, right? Maybe it was coincidental, but this seems to happen every time I hear things about wages and people then want to compare themselves and it's the same with minimum wage. This can have a big psychological impact. So be careful if you do this and be careful if you compare your salary to your mate's salaries if they're the same age. They might be in a fucking completely different job than your industry and things like that, right? Remember that we get paid for the value or the perceived value that we can add to a marketplace, to a job. So you might have three 23-year-olds and one of them might work in a very high value industry. Let's say that they started selling real estate and they were really good at it, good at it in the boom. They might be on fucking $500,000 and you might be 23 being like, well, I do this job and I only get paid 60 only. You're saying only because you're comparing it to the 500 you're in a completely different vehicle. So you've got to be really careful doing that stuff. And you have to remember that your income is one part of your life. And yes, it makes a lot of decisions for us. But if you want to have a higher income, then you've got to think about, okay, well, what am I going to do to get that? And you've got to go down that journey of learning that stuff. Now as well, we often talk about seasons around here. I've had a season on minimum wage myself. And I've also had a season of being in the top 1% of earners in the country. Things can change. You can too. Now, I was telling my business partner about this on the next Advisory What's Next podcast, which is more specifically for business owners. And so then we're looking at minimum wage and talking about, you know, get ready for the 1st of April, things you need to think about. And I was saying to him, you know, when I worked at the Foursquare, getting paid minimum wage or even delivering pamphlets and things like that, didn't really give two fucks that I was on minimum wage because I was thinking, well, I'm just at the start of my journey. I'm just glad to have a job and understand how this shit works. I didn't have any outgoing, so I was just making plenty of coin. And I knew at that time, well, there must be way bigger things you could do out there. I'm like, wow, this this lady, Deidre, that had the Danny Burke Foursquare, she can employ all these people and afford to pay them. I'm like, fuck, this is mind-blowing. I just want to work here to make some dollar mixtures and get paid, and then I can do some dumb shit on the weekends with my mates with the cash. This is outstanding. But a lot of people, I think, they look down on themselves based on what they are getting paid. Remember that we all go through seasons and things are different. Imagine if I just said to myself then or or assumed that the way it would work is that that was me for the rest of my life, then I probably wouldn't be here today trying to help other people learn some of these things and I wouldn't be in the top 1% of income earners in the country trying to figure out what I can do to add more value to then get paid so that I can do that. 
Yeah, I might have times in my life where I get out of that 1% too and I might not do that. But that doesn't mean I'm any less of a person based on what I'm making. But I think a lot of people attach that sort of worth that they have of themselves based on their hourly rate or their salary because that's kind of how we talk about things like, oh, you know, uh, what are you worth? Um, what's your salary worth? What's your job worth? And that's where I think the, the worth piece comes into it. But we're so much more than just numbers on a tax return or on a screen uh, or on a payslip at the end of a fortnight, for instance. So just be very careful how you talk to yourself about that stuff because your true worth isn't what you get paid per hour of work. It is much more than that and only you can unlock that. And that happens over a long journey of life. And yes, you may be on or around the minimum wage, but maybe you have massive aspirations not to be in five years or 20 years. This could be a season. The minimum wage is there to protect you so that you do have a minimum amount of income. And if you don't want to be there forever, you've got to have to think about that, right? Because the government ain't going to come and save you from that. And we will touch on that soon as well. But one thing thinking about my season of being on minimum wage is that then I graduated into getting a job at the freezing works. Now, I worked on a slaughter board and I once had a guy basically like tell me, fuck off down to the other end. You might've heard this story before and he's got like a knife close to his throat being like, fuck off. Now, I'm in a different environment there making more money and thinking, holy shit, this is crazy how much money you can make minimal outgoings because I'm still living at home. What do I do with that cash? Well, on Fridays, I would drink more because I hated it. I didn't really enjoy it. And it was early starts and it was just, I was in these like older people and I just feel like an adult environment. I'm like, fuck man, life just changed massively really quickly here. And I could get pissed on the weekends and stuff. And I think looking back at it, I was probably trying to numb the pain or just have some excitement in my week to then get ready for Monday again. And I was sort of at that age of your life where you're doing all that sort of stuff. And it might be becoming a bit less common these days. But I took a stack of money to uni and then blew it all. So was I any better off from earning more compared to being on the minimum wage? Was I a different person? Did I look at myself differently around my worth and stuff? Don't get me wrong, like as you start to earn more, you definitely might have a little bit of that confidence around you because you can do some of the things that you couldn't previous do and you can unlock some different chapters and some doors, right? You can see what's behind those. But when you just unlock them and then go piss them up against the wall and don't do anything productive with it and you're actually kind of harming yourself, well, is there any point earning that? And if you're not ready to earn that and handle that, then hey. So you might not be earning what you want right now, but remember that one day you might. So you better get yourself ready now to earn what you are going to earn in the future so you don't do what I did and jump up an income and then just be a dick with it. Because what's really the point? Because all you're going to do then is earn more and look at yourself and go like, fuck, I'm still getting this wrong and I'm still resenting myself. Firstly, you had a worth problem where you're thinking your worth is what you're getting paid and I'm only a minimum wage earner, for instance, then you earn more and then you don't actually improve your situation because you're still holding on to that old stuff and you haven't got ready to do differently with your new form of income. And then you get upset at yourself, you'd bring your self-worth down anyway. So more money may not just solve the problem anyway. Think about yourself when you're making a minimum wage that that's you for a bit, but one day 
you're a millionaire or you can add a stack of value and help a lot of people and the world's going to reward you for that or it doesn't matter what I'm getting paid right now, I still know that I'm a massive contributor to society and that's the thing that's most important. So that's a change in your mindset around the types of um, uh, amounts of money, sorry, that you're getting paid so that you don't get caught and tied up with you're not the person that you you know could be because right now you're not getting paid some figure on a piece of paper. Oh, we really got off tangent there. That wasn't even in the money mail, but uh, hopefully that makes sense. I'm sure that probably speaks to a number of you. Some key points there. Don't talk down to yourself and B, if you're going to have an increase in income, start thinking about that now. Get ready for it. Don't just end up wasting it because do you really make any progress if you just waste it anyway? Now, whether we like it or not, money makes a lot of decisions for us. If you have big goals and big desires, you can't be in a minimum wage vehicle. And what I mean by vehicle is job, role, or career. Now, I know that that can sound obnoxious, but I don't make the rules. It's just what I worked out through my own life. When I was on and around minimum wage, I knew I wouldn't be there forever. And I had to look at what other people weren't, uh, who weren't earning that, what they were doing. So what were these people doing that weren't on minimum wage? They were going to be my teachers because all I knew at the start was minimum wage and roles where money was around that. And so then I thought, well, okay, like maybe that's what happens. That's where you start. And it does because it's for a lot of students and stuff. That's what they, they end up on is around that minimum wage amount. But I knew that people weren't getting paid that. So then I knew, well, then maybe I didn't have to as well. So I had to figure out what these people were doing that weren't getting paid because they were leaving me clues. And I was like a fucking detective storing them up. I knew that these clues would come in handy when the season was right for me. We spoke about one of these clues in the last Money Mail, which was that we can swap an hour of our time as a labor unit for $23.15 an hour, which will be the new minimum wage, or we can figure out how we can become valuable and solve big money problems in order to get paid to do so. Someone said to me recently, well, what do you mean by that? Well, a big money problem is an area where you get rewarded because you're solving something that someone finds very expensive. And we're going to do a specific podcast to talk about this soon. But this is, again, a real estate agent is an example where it's a big value transaction, right? And so they clip the ticket on that. Same with something like insurance, where you might want a million dollars of life cover. Well, it's going to cost you X, Y, Z in insurance. And the person who sells you that is going to get a commission on that. You're solving a they're solving for you a big money problem and that they're insuring so that you don't, if you were to die, you get that life insurance and it then covers the mortgage and then the house is freehold for your partner that you leave behind, etc. And it's a big problem that's been solved with a solution. You're going to get paid well if you can solve those sorts of problems. Now, that's not what we're thinking about when we get taught to get a job and swap our time for money, is it? But as you drive around, walk around or go places, have a look at all the problems that are being solved in different areas. Now, water is free out of your tap, but at a festival, when it's hot, they can sell it for $8 a bottle and people will pay it because it's solving a problem where people are dehydrated, parched, and consuming stuff that means that they want a bit of water. So they're going to pay the money, right? 
that is as simple as value needs to be looked at by all of us. And it's happening all around us and we can see the different prices for things when they're put into different locations because they're solving a different problem for us. Now remember too, if you want a lot of shit, there is a high chance you'll need a lot of money. If you don't want to learn how to make a lot of money, see if you can master the art of not wanting a lot of shit. Regardless of what you want to do with your money and what you get paid, costs will continue to increase. So if you want a lot of shit, there's a high chance you'll need a lot of money. If you don't want to learn how to make a lot of money, see if you can master the art of not wanting a lot of shit. It's as simple as that. That's finances summarized in two sentences. Inflation has been over 2% in the last 24 years. So history suggests you might want to expect the same at least for the next 12 months. That's on average, right? It's about 2.5 or 2.4, I think. Now, many people argue that costs will continue to increase with wage increases because wages are one of the biggest expenses for most businesses. For businesses to maintain their profits, they have to adjust prices to cover the increased costs. Now, on the What's Next podcast, I told a story about how I was with a business owner and the minimum wage was going up by over 5% last time. And they said, yep, on the 1st of April, every single one of our beers in here goes up by a dollar. Done. No worries. Move on. Is what it is. So the consumer ends up paying. Now, there's arguments that that's not what actually happens and all these different things. But it seems to be that history suggests that over the last 24 years, inflation's been above 2% on average. So we should probably expect that it will be for 2024 as well. So will these 80,000 to 145,000 workers that are getting a 2% pay increase be better off? Probably not, because costs increasing are running higher than their wage increase. Now remember too that earners have to pay tax on the 2% increase, so their net pay increase is less than 2%. So it's not really a 2% pay rise because they've then got to pay tax as well. So yes, hopefully inflation decreases, but if you've been reading for some time, you'd know that I'm not a big fan of hope in these situations. This should be the lesson. The government have to make hard decisions and they aren't coming to save you nor I. This measly increase for minimum wage earners should be a warning to all employees. That's why I said, if you're not a minimum wage, still listen to this. Because perhaps this is setting the standard of the pay increase you can expect this year. People are going to look at this and go, well, Minimum wage only went up 2%. That's probably what we're going to have to look at for our staff as well. 2 to 3%. You know, high chance that you'll be in the 30% tax bracket at a minimum, so earning over $48,000. So any pay increase for you, 30% is going to be gone. So let's look at that. Plus with a Kiwi saver you might be putting in, well, see you later to a third. So even if you get a 3% pay increase this year, you're going to lose a third of that to tax. So you're really getting a 2% net pay increase that's not going to keep up with inflation. Luckily, Keep the Change has been putting out so many resources for you to be inspired about ways to increase your income if that's what you want to do. Because if you don't like the sound of a small pay increase, you're going to have to look at ways you can sort it out for yourself. Because your employer has to make some hard decisions this year too. And they aren't coming to save you nor I. But remember, you are capable of so much more than you have been conditioned to believe. So turn the page and on we rumble. Be bold. You're one of over 9,650 recipients 
on the Money Mail email list. If you're not subscribed to that, you can if you want. Otherwise, you might want to listen to them as an audio version instead. I post these on LinkedIn too. Uh, there's over 5,000 subscribers there. Now, did you know on the 1st of April 2014, 10 years ago, right? Minimum wage was, what do you think it was? I'll give you a quick second to think. $14.25. The last minimum wage increase that I could find that was lower than 2% was in 2013 when it moved the $13.75 from $13.50. Wowzer. Now, it's not going to be long until minimum wage is double what it was 10 years ago. That's interesting when you start to think about it like that, huh? There's going to be a pod coming up soon too called What If Inflation's Here for 10 Years? That is a scary thought. We're going to dive into some of these increases over the past and some of the things that you'll need to think about if that is what is to happen. If you want to take your finances a little bit more seriously, remember there is a KTC night school. used to be free, but it's now pay to play so that people actually work through it. And the people who do work through it give me great feedback that they learn a lot and can completely transform some of their finances. So there's a $49 paywall to get access to that. The link is in the bio on Instagram. It's in these emails. It's on LinkedIn as well. Please take your finances seriously this year because you're not going to be easy for anyone out there. I've been doing more speaking and I will be later on this year as well. If you want to send me any speaking inquiries, look at keepthechange.co.nz and I can check those out. I'm only going to do 12, so one a month so that I can focus on all the things that I need to do so I'm not tearing all around the country Hopefully, you've got some good lessons out of that. There are very thought-provoking pieces of content in there. Keep up with your learning. I'll see you on the next episode of Money Mail.